Hey, wow. So I have a really fun episode for you coming up and I want to give you some insight in really what this is. This is Marissa Staley and Marissa and I have really grown close together. She's one of my clients. I'm also one of her clients in completely different niches and I really want you to hang around for the whole thing because it's a two women having a conversation together like we're hanging out, you know, having drinks and talking about all the things as a mom, as an entrepreneur, but also Marissa really goes into this um, really beautiful story about when she started to understand that what she had was a gift. And to hold that to herself would be doing a huge disservice to others. And she shares pieces of that and really what her journey has been. And not only that, but she gives incredible inspiration around women and the lack of awareness of how strong we really are. And I love her for that. So you guys are in for a real treat. I can't wait for you to really experience this conversation and Hopefully there's so much here that you can take away in knowing that you have a gift and right now, maybe either it doesn't feel like it or it feels like an uphill battle building the business around this gift, but you cannot give up. It is critically important that you do not give up. And I think this episode will give you that encouragement that you need. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Launch It Girl, where business coach, marketing strategist, and ex-corporate leader, Kenzie Mackis, will show you how to launch, market, and scale a business and brand that feels authentically you, leveraging her proven framework for getting known, seen, and heard online so that you can overcome perfectionism, feelings of imposter syndrome and confusion, and finally launch yourself into a life full of abundance and freedom. Marissa, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so good to have you here. Welcome to Launch It Girl. Oh, it's so good to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's dive in. You're like one of my favorite people and mm-hmm. I wanted you to come really just share your awesome self with my listeners because I think there's so much that they can resonate with as far as your journey. I know a lot about um, kind of where you were, where you are now. And it's so, it's just so inspiring. And of course I'll get into how you've really impacted my life, but I want you to tell my listeners who you are, what you do, and really just, uh, give us, give us your spiel. Okay. (laughs) Hi guys. My name is Marissa Staley. I am the mom to two little busy boys. I'm a wife. I am a running enthusiast. I'm also a running and fitness coach and a certified personal trainer. And I live here in sunny Los Angeles, California. You can't really see where I am though. (laughs) Right. Yes. We're going to pretend like we're there with you. In normal circumstances, it would be a really great place to be, but I know you're like in the thick of COVID and we're not going to dive much in there, but I do want to touch on the fact that you have launched and grown your business during a global pandemic. And I think that's just so incredible what you're doing. I think for one, really just leveraging your expertise and showing people this like glimmer of hope through a time that's really, really hard. And like, what has been your experience during this, like, I don't, I've lost track, what, months (laughs) of this sort of like new way of life and building a business? 
wow it's hard to believe that it's only been is it four months five months I don't know I used to count the days and I was counting the weeks and now I'm like whatevs it's been a lifesaver for me this program that Kinsey mentioned it's called the busy moms virtual training circle and it just came to fruition right when everything was coming ahead in, in the pandemic world of COVID and I was getting ready to launch a new training program and then we went into shelter in place mode or we were going to be I don't know I can't remember and I came up with this this idea to incorporate more than just running but also adding a strength training piece into it with zoom classes and my thinking was that people are going to be home going crazy <laughs> dealing with all the emotions, anxiety, depression, and having been in those places myself, running and working out has always been something that brings me back to level ground, clears my head, gets those endorphins going. And I just wanted to share my passion with other moms who were going to be facing this crisis at home and needed an outlet and needed a community and something to tap into. And being a seasoned runner, I've always, and now a mom, it's sometimes really hard to not only carve out the time to do something for yourself fitness-wise, but to figure out what to do in terms of fitness is like an added stress. And so I wanted to be able to say to moms, like, here's the plan. Here's what you need to do. Just show up and I'll tell you what to do. And you just show up for you. Find that time. And it really has been a lifesaver for me being able to connect with other women in the area across the United States during this time and see their faces on Zoom for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, twice a week, and just hear from them throughout the week has filled up my cup in more ways than I can say thank you. So so it's, good. It's, oh my gosh. It, it's so, and I can definitely resonate with that. It's like when your heart is on fire and you're able to connect with awesome people and you're seeing those breakthroughs and you're seeing those wins, it's like nothing else matters, right? Like those lows, they're all worth it. Like whatever you're going through, um, those, like those experiences just like totally like light your world on fire. So it's so cool. I want to, um, before we go a little bit more into your program, I want to back up a little bit and understand sort of where your running journey began and share your story around that. Cause I think it's really fascinating. Um, like you mentioned, you're a running extraordinaire and you <laughs> teach and train other women to become runners. And so share us a little bit, like what that was like the journey, where it began and how it's really come to fruition. So when I say I've been running for, I want to say 30 plus years, I'm not joking. <laughs> I grew up with my both my parents running and I remember going to road races with them and you know sitting on a curb eating Cheerios waiting for them to finish their 5k and then eventually being like a little older or there was a fun run or something and started participating in those runs and I always enjoyed them because I won <laughs> or I came in close <laughs> and it just, it's funny how you kind of gravitate towards things that you're good at most of the time in life. So from there, I just started, you know, hopping into fun runs. And then when I was in middle school, I started competing in cross country and spring track. And throughout high school, I did as well. I was always a distance runner. I did a lot of running through high school. So by the time I got to college, I was kind of burnt out and I took a break from running. 
and I came back to it probably in my mid twenties. And I was just, you know, it was there and it was something that I tapped into. It was a way for me to, you know, just get those endorphins going, get myself to a better place. And then in my thirties, it's like each decade has a theme. <laughs> and in my thirties, I decided to really get more serious about my running. I did my first marathon. I hated it. I thought it was the worst thing ever. I swore I'd never do another one again. And then I went back to my real passion, which was trail running. And I did a series of races in Southern California, up and down um, the mountains and just did these crazy trail runs. And I really, really loved that. And that was like really awesome for me. I really found my, my niche and I was excited to be back in this like cross country type of community. But then I got married and I had kids and I couldn't push a baby jogger in the trails anymore. <laughs> So I found my way back to the roads and I, I ran through both my pregnancies. It took me a little while after my first son to get back into running, but we eventually got there. And then after my second son, I really got back into it and I did a marathon for the second time. And yeah, I ran Philadelphia. I think I was 10 or 11 months postpartum. And all I wanted to do was run sub four hours. My first marathon was four hours, 20 minutes. And I ran 351. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, gosh. okay, maybe I can, I can do this. And that kind of lit a bug in me. And I ran two more marathons after that. This is so incredible. Oh my gosh, you amaze me. Um, so tell me at what moment, before we go into like your launch it girl moment of really like understanding that you wanted to like put this out into the world, what was the moment before that, that you were like, I could build a business around this thing that I love so much? It's interesting because I really never put myself in that position as a running coach. I was teaching fitness for postpartum moms and I really enjoyed doing that. And I kind of wanted to take that and I don't know, move on a little bit or expand my horizon, so to speak. And so I was looking at different ways I could take that knowledge and see what else I could do. And my mom was like, you need to get certified as a personal trainer. You have a gift. You're really good at this you know, your kids are going to get older, you're going to, you're going to want to have something on your own. And that piece, like that struck a chord because having something of my own or having more than just Oliver and Cameron's mom has always been important to me. And I don't mean to take away from any women out there who are like, being a mom is my jam. I love being a mom. It is my jam, but there's my, there's a lot of other things I want to do as well that ignites me and lights my soul on fire. So it was kind of my mom sprinkling this in my head, but you know how hard it is to always listen to your mom and follow her advice. <laughs> so true. Uh, it took me a, a little while to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm okay. Gonna, and I'm let's talk about that. Like I call this the launch a girl moment. So you have the idea, you're sitting on it, you're kind of letting things kind of stew a little bit, right? Like there's some mm -hmm. frustration there because you're like, oh, I want this so bad, but there's things that are occurring, I think more internally. Um, what was that launch it girl moment for you when you were like, okay, I'm ready. I need to put this out into the world. I don't remember there being like a specific time I just kept looking at different programs I could take. And I just said, I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I'll find out. 
<laughs> and so, you know, it's like taking that leap of faith, you know, I put in the universe, I'm going to do this thing and here I go. So good. And what did that look like for you? Was that implementing strategies or was it more just overcoming a lot of the fear and the overwhelm that may have been presenting itself when, when you were like, okay, I'm ready to put this out there? It was a lot of fear and definitely overwhelming because it was the first time that I was just doing something without guidelines. And I should back up a little bit. You know, I was working for somebody else teaching fitness. Before that, I was working, doing an MLM, but that came, you know, it's a turnkey business. So it has guidelines. It gives you like, here's what you need to do to do X, Y, and Z. And even with teaching fitness from my previous employer, that came with guidelines too. So it was the first time in my life that I was my own boss. <laughs> and that was really scary for me because I don't like to label myself a perfectionist, but I guess when you're having those, those questions run through your head, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? You tend to go into the perfectionist mode, but I'm more of a people pleaser. So the reason for me to have those questions was because I wanted everybody to, to want what I was going to offer them, even though I didn't know what it was. And I wanted them to like me. So that was really scary. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is real. I think for everybody, even if they don't want to admit it, that people pleasing aspect. I mean, I know a lot of people that will say, you know, I just want to serve, right? So I have a problem charging. So that's one aspect of it. But also like when I put myself out there and people either aren't engaging with me, they're not buying what I have to offer or they also have disregard for what we do, it like stings, right? And we use that as validation for whether or not we're on the right path, looking to Mm -hmm. others for that validation, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That validation. And it's like learning to detach yourself from the outcome. And it's funny, I was just talking about this over the weekend. Like I had a crappy run and I just had to detach myself from like the end results and just be in the moment. And I think that's a huge thing for people taking a leap of faith on themselves is to, to learn to just go with the flow and be in the moment and see what comes. That's so good because that moment is the only thing we have like quote unquote control over. Mm -hmm. It's not really what had happened previously or what's about to happen. It's just like where we are right now and who we're choosing to be in that moment, right? That's the only thing that matters. So good. Um, I want to, I want to talk about your first iteration. So you wanted to help women train for half marathons. And this was the first rollout of the program. And I remember you coming to me after that iteration, COVID hit. And you were, there was a lot of, just like everybody else, me included, it's like, what do I do? Do I stop? Do I stop showing up? Do I hide? There's a lot of uncertainty here. Like there's a big massive pandemic and I don't want to disregard those that are hurting and in the trauma that people are experiencing right now. But like, I have something really cool that I want to show up. Tell us a little bit about that. Gosh, that's so funny. Cause I was just thinking about when we were talking during like everything was hitting and you're, you just said, keep going. You just keep going. And I was like, okay, okay I'm going to keep going. <laughs> And I, you know, I said, I'm a people pleaser and I'm, you know, crisis hits. I'm like, what can I do? How can I help you? And that's where I was coming from a place of, I just want to help people how I can. And I know working out has been a gift for me. Maybe that can be a gift for you. Maybe that can be 
the thing that gets you through this. And that's like was sitting down noodling some ideas and like, what would that look like? If I was out there, what would I want? If my marathons and half marathons and races were getting canceled left and right, and that was, you know, my fun, what would I want? And so it was interesting to put myself on the other side of the equation. Which we should always be doing, right? We're always leaning into our audience. How do I need to be showing up for them in this moment? What do they need from me in this moment? And always be asking ourselves that question. And it really like releases a lot of the pressure that we put on ourselves to do the right thing. If we know that we're always leading with that servant intention, right? Mm -hmm. And even if people don't really resonate with our message or they're not, you know, picking up what we're putting down, we at the end of the day know that we have good intentions, right? I know I was going to say, and it's really hard to remember that when you're first starting out as an entrepreneur, because, you know, depending on what field you're in and who you're looking to serve, you see your competition. And I hate to say the word competition because everybody has a unique gift to offer, but you see what other people are doing and you get wrapped up in like, oh my gosh, they're doing that cool thing. Then I need to do that cool thing. And you lose sight of who you're serving and what you should be bringing to the table or how you should be doing it or delivering your message. Oh, so good. Because I just was talking about this earlier today. And I think there's a lot of power in studying our quote unquote competitors, right? We all know, and this is something we work on together, the abundance piece. Like there is more than enough people, money to go around for all of us, more than that we're even able to tap into. So we're able to study those in our industry, it informs a lot of things, right? What's resonating and all the things, but people get lost in that and like, oh, well, she's doing this better or she has more years of experience. She has more offers. She has more followers, all the things. And then you go in this rabbit hole of shame and doubt and imposter syndrome, right? And so we always have to be pulling ourselves up and being like, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am enough. I have enough to offer like all the things and you've done such a great job at this. And I love your mantra. We talk about this a lot. There's a swear word so we can bleep it out, but share with, the, share with my listeners what your mantra is. I'm a fitness mogul. <laughs> yes. So good. And anytime we're chatting, like this will come up. I'm always like, Marissa, like, tell me what your motto is. Like always going back to that why and that belief that you have in yourself, because a lot of times we forget it, it gets lost, but all it requires is like that surfacing of that. Like, yes, I'm, I'm the shiz, right? I'm, I'm the shiz. Um, okay. So I want to talk about, so you mentioned like, I have a gift. And if this is something that can help people get through this hard time, I want to serve people. So you and I have been working together, gosh, a year now. And has it been a year? I think so. I Last think summer. Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. Oh my gosh. I think and I've been I, stalking you for a while though. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> um, so, and I've been helping you launch your programs and I knew that you've inspired me. You've kind of put it on my radar that maybe this is something I want to do. Granted, I'm not a run. I don't, I'm not a runner. I never considered a myself a runner. <laughs> I am now, but I wasn't before. I could never run a mile without feeling miserable, hating life. And so I just kind of gave up onto it. And so I got into gym life after my youngest, who's two now, after I started to feel like I was getting more in the rhythm life with three kids and I got into a gym routine, which I really loved. And I was like, well, this year I'm going to push myself. So I put out on my radar that I would run a half marathon in fall. And I knew I would hire you for that. 
But then COVID happened and the gyms closed. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I was like, there's no better time than now (laughs) to do this new thing. And the, just the thought of challenging myself actually kind of like sounded fun. And so I was like, would it be weird if I hired you to be my writing coach? Right. And you're like, no, of course not. So I, gosh, in 13 weeks, you took me from running zero miles to running my first half marathon. And like, I can't even describe those feelings. We've talked about it a little bit, but running for those 13 weeks gave me so much life. And even though I've been an avid gym goer, I've been, you know, on a fitness journey for a while, there was no high. And I was the person that was like, I don't get runners high. You guys are crazy. And I think it was because I thought it was something different, but it was the high, you're out in nature, you're running by yourself. It was like the constant push, the challenge each week. You would give us a new weekly schedule and I got to push for something new. I got to push my body harder than I ever had before. And it gave me so much life. And I really believe that that got me through COVID and continues to get me through COVID. Like I'm like running out my door, so excited to go on my runs. And I think it's so incredible, your mom, that she says you have a gift And that she saw this in you and that you have stepped into this because it is a gift. And the fact that you've given me this, this new life and like this new way of, of thinking of fitness and journey, it's been truly such an experience. And so this is why it's so important that we continue to like remind ourselves, like I have a gift, I have a gift. I have to keep showing up and I have to keep offering this gift to others because it can change It can really like change the trajectory of people's lives. It's so incredible. Yeah. I mean, wow. You're just, (laughs) you're a dream client. I'm offering this gift, but then to watch it, people take it and make it their own gift. It's incredible. I mean, to say that you went from zero miles to 13.1 miles in 13 weeks is, it's crazy. It's like, I did that. It's like, I I taught my son how to ride his bike during COVID because what else are you going to do? And seeing him take off on his bike and he's like screaming, catch the wind. (laughs) That is so cute. That was like his own little biker high or you're running high. And, you know, it's just, it's been incredible. And like I said earlier, it's been something that has definitely got me through this. I sometimes wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to teach today. and I don't want to teach today. And then I I teach and I'm like in the moment and I'm just loving it. And I'm loving sharing my passion and teaching people how to do things, how to push their bodies, how to tap into that, that inner strength that we all have. All women are stronger than they realize. And I love that I can say things to some of my clients to get them to push a little harder and to find out like what they're made of. In my experience, I feel like women cut themselves short so much and I love pushing them to find out just how really strong they are. Like I believe that anybody can run, I believe it. I think it's just mind over matter. It's finding the right plan for you and just doing the work and showing up. It's, you know, life is tough and you have to embrace the suck because if you don't embrace the suck, you're gonna miss out on so much. And I think running is like the perfect analogy for so many things in life. And if you can put yourself out there and push yourself to run, then you're going to have the mindset to push through so much more in life and to embrace and endure. 
It's so true. I will say it's pushed me more in the mindset than Mm -hmm. I ever anticipated. Now I like a lot of my like business and marketing posts are like a runner analogy because it's so true. And it's, it's, yes, it's been such a gift. And I want to point out too, that you are caring for two toddlers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Your husband works like so many hours and you're still finding the time to not only run your business, but also like get your running in, take care of you, take care of your body. Tell like, what is one kind of core piece of advice that you would have for entrepreneurs that are also trying to grow their business while wrangling kiddos. And they're like, I don't have time to take care of myself or, you know, do a workout. What would be a piece of advice for them? Well, I used to be a big fan of like checklists and I still am, but now I'm a little more strategic with my checklist. I used to write down like all the things so I could check off the boxes and feel good about myself that I did all all these things in one day. And when I looked at it, it was like, okay, I'm still in the same spot. So I learned to pick three things each day that will help me move my needle closer to where I want to be in my business and help me grow. And instead of like trying to check all the boxes all the time, if I have focused on like just three things that will help me move up a little more to more people in the universe or put out more offers or talk to more clients, then that's what I need to do each day. It's hard to block out time and manage my time that way because my kids are still so young. They're going to barge in at all times and they don't really get mommy needs like a half hour. They think a half hour is five minutes. So, you know, it's been ebbs and flow through this pandemic trying to figure out what that looks like. Before this, I had a babysitter, but right now we don't. You know, I just beating my head against the wall and it was like, okay, take a step back and figure out what is important here, what makes sense and what will get you closer to your goal for this month. And that, that's been a tremendous help for me is to like dial back all my expectations that I put on myself. You're consistent with your running, you're working out. Is that a non-negotiable for you? Mama needs to sweat at least four times a week. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) And would you say for people that kind of lost that side of, you know, working out or fitness, would you recommend 30 minutes, four times a week? an hour, three days? Like, what does that look like? If you're just getting off the couch and you're like, I want to do something, then I recommend three times a week and it could be 15 to 30 minutes. I think three days is a little more um, manageable for some people and finding 15 to 30 minutes in those three days is easier, especially now it's summertime, kids are home, you know, vacations, schedules get thrown away. And just doing exercises or workouts that are going to get your heart rate going, are going to get you a little sweaty, and they're going to push you a little bit. And so and give you that like, oh, I can do this so that you want to come back. You don't want to set yourself up for failure that's like super hard and you're like, this sucks. I'm never doing that again. But you don't want to do something that's too easy too, because when it's too easy, I think as humans, we always need a little bit of a challenge to keep us wanting to come back for more. So my recommendation is like three times a week, 15 to 30 minutes. You can do a lot with 15 to 30 minutes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I love that. And it's so important. I think for me, it's become a non-negotiable. And even if my list is piling high, I recognize that when I pour into myself, Everything else is just kind of like a byproduct. Things just like work out on their own. But if I put myself last, meaning like self-care, working out, the things that are like keeping me mentally, physically well, things spiral out of control almost always. Even if I like get all my to-dos done, it will never feel 
is good or it's never working out as well if I if I'm not putting myself first. Oh, 100%. Like I can get all the to-dos done. I can do all the dishes, but I'm still going to be like have this like energy that I need to get out and just get my mind right. I call it sweating it out, going for a run, even with the kids just in the jogger, it helps balance me. And sometimes I'll find myself in this like self-deprecating moment. And I am like, oh my God, I need to get out. Need to get out. It's amazing what it will do for me. And that's why I say like, I need to sweat at least four times a week because it is like my drug of choice is, is working out. It's what keeps me grounded. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. Tell us again, the name of your program. It's called the Busy Moms Virtual Training Circle. It is for any woman out there, mom or not a mom that is a runner or not a runner. If you are a runner and you're interested in getting a little stronger in your running, getting faster, um, adding strength training to your running, this program is for you. If you're somebody who's never run before like Kinsey and thinks, hey, maybe I should try that, I have a plan for you as well. I know that anybody can go and find a free program online and download an app that tells them what to do but it doesn't usually incorporate strength training like my programs do. My philosophy is that especially women, we are losing muscle mass every year of our life and working out and running is is hard on our bodies. And that's why we need to strengthen them so they can support the activities that we're doing. Uh, you hear a lot of people will tell me, oh, Marissa, I don't run because I have bad knees. And I don't, I hope I'm not offending anybody who, who does in fact have bad knees. But a lot of times, it's not so much that you have bad knees, it's just the result of something being weak. And in my experience, it's been runners have weak glutes. And and by nature, most humans have weak hips. And so what happens is, you know, you put so much strain on all the other muscles that your knees are the ones to suffer. So my program understands this concept. And we do a lot of glute training. We do a lot of hip strengthening and a lot of core stabilizing to support all the other muscles. Because if we have strong glutes, a strong hip complex and strong abs, we're building this proper foundation of our house. And then we can build upon that. And our foundation will be able to endure everything else that we want to do to it. And so when people tell me I have bad knees, I'm like, girl, you got to strengthen your glutes. (laughs) Totally. And I think also like I couldn't imagine training for this half marathon. Granted, so just for you guys, for the background, we did a virtual half. So Marissa put on this virtual race since all races were canceled, which is so awesome though. Like it was still so great to work towards that and say that I completed my first half marathon, but I can't imagine doing that on my own. And I loved a having the community, right? Like other runners running alongside me, quote unquote, alongside me all over the nation, sharing the same journey cheering each other on and also like having a running coach that's literally like invested in your results. So anytime I was like struggling with something or something wasn't right, just having the access to you to say, Hey girl, like, is this right? Or whatever, like popping in that community and being like, make sure I'm good. I would probably have stopped because I did have some of that knee pain. I had some weird things happen because again, my body wasn't used to this and I needed somebody to just be like, yep, you're good. Or, hey, adjust this, tweak that, but keep going. Like, you need that coach. And you will never find anything on the internet like that or, you know, a down, a free downloadable, right? No. I mean, there are programs out there, but you're not going to have direct access like you did 
I was funny, like, I think I put out a race prep PDF. <laughs> and Kinsey's like, what do you mean by like eat carbs? All the tacos, all the pizza. <laughs> I don't, I hear carb load and I'm like, awesome. I get a go all out. And you're like, no girl, that's not what this means. But <laughs> literally that's how I took it. <laughs> yeah. But she had, she was able to ask that question. <laughs> So good. I am so thankful for that program. And it's so cool because now you're taking us through, and I had a lot of people ask me, are Mm -hmm. you one and done gal? And now I'm like, no, I'm obsessed. Like sign me up for my next one. So now you're taking us to like that stronger space where it's like, we're getting stronger, faster, leaner. And I'm like, I cannot wait, but you're all the, all the while you're welcoming these new people into this 12 week program, taking them to that half marathon. So Mm -hmm. I love it. It's like, I'm addicted. Like you've turned me into a runner, which is so funny to say. I love it. And oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay. We'll go into rapid fire and then we'll circle back with how people can find you and learn more about you. Um, okay. Best book you've ever read. I always come back to The Great Gatsby, but mm. I listen to so many books when I'm training. That's what I do. I love historical nonfiction. I love a great autobiography, but yeah, I always come back to The Gatsby probably because I grew up on Long Island. So I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I can't listen to books even when I'm reading. It's so hard for me. I can't multitask like that. Oh, I love it. I'm like, oh, I get to go talk to my friends. <laughs> okay. okay. Share a limiting belief that you've had to overcome about yourself while building a business. Oh, this is a good one. I guess it's imposter syndrome. I remember having a conversation with you and I was comparing myself to other coaches in this space. And I was like, well, you know, they're more of an expert or something to that extent. And you were like, excuse me? <laughs> And so we had this conversation and it took me a while to wrap my head around that I am an expert. The way I overcame this was I just started putting myself out there more and talking more. And I was like, I know a lot. Yes, yes, I belong here. I have a space at the table. I have information to offer people. I know what I'm talking about. So good. Oh my gosh. I love having those conversations with you. Um, Best time management tip for busy working moms. I would say if you're a mom to toddlers, give yourself grace and be flexible and just, you know, whittle down that checklist to the the three most important things. So good. Um, If you had to do it all over again, whether that's life or business, what would you do differently? I think I would start earlier. I would just rip the bandaid off and go for it. I sat on it for a while and I'm not bummed because I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm sitting in this great place right now. I have, I I love the program that I built. I love the people that are in my program. And I don't know if I would have pushed it up more that it would have been, it would have looked the same. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's the the number one thing that I get starting earlier, but also appreciating that maybe, like you said, you weren't ready yet. You weren't ready for that responsibility. And every moment that you went through to get here was what you needed. And it's all divine. Yeah. So good. Uh, are you a morning bird or night owl? Neither. <laughs> Neither. Oh my gosh. You're like midday gal. I'm like, give me my 12. No, <laughs> I used to be a night owl. And now even with my kids, like every day I lie to myself, I'm like, I'm going to get up before them. And now they wake me up. I mean, I can get up early if I have to, but I definitely like to sleep a little later. Mm-hmm. And I could stay up doing stuff, but I know that I'm going to be groggy in the morning. So mm-hmm. I will say ever since I started running, I feel my body definitely feels more tired, especially on those longer runs. 
I took, when I would do my longer runs on Sundays, I took like a couple naps. <laughs> like, don't wake me up and I needed more sleep. For sure. I mean, I run long on Sundays too. And sometimes I'm like, I'm done. Done and done. And those kids, they're like energy suckers. Yeah. Those, yes. Totally. Okay. All right, girl. This was so fun. I sure. am so thankful for you and your gift that you've given me and so many other women. And I love what you said. All women are stronger than they realize. And that really sits with me. And it's something that I think you've really pushed all of us to see. And I like, you're building an empire and I'm so proud of you. But Thank where you. can my listeners connect with you? They can connect with me on my free Facebook group. Perfect. The Busy Moms Fitness Circle. Okay. I'll link up to that in the, in the show notes too. Awesome. What can people expect in that group, in the free group? You can expect to learn more about fitness and running from me. I offer tips and tricks. I sometimes post videos about simple workouts you can do at home, share recipes, hook up with other like-minded women in this group, and just, you know, it's a place to come to and for support and encouragement. And, you know, just, it's a community that we're building and we're here for one another. And especially in these crazy times, I mean, who doesn't need something else to tap into for support and love? And that's what it's all about is just raising each other up and tapping into each other's inner strength because Mm. we are stronger than we know. So good. Oh my gosh. I am so thankful for your time, girl. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait for the next, gosh, 12 weeks, whatever that looks like and beyond. And I just love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.